I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Saints Happy Hour needs your support so we can keep giving you the Saints coverage you love. Become a patron to help us keep giving you the best daily Saints podcast on earth. Supporting Saints Happy Hour gives you the best Saints podcast every day without any stupid ads or promos like this one. And patrons also get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7, early access to podcast episodes, our world-famous booze bundle with four amazing swag items. So do it. Go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. That's saintshappyhour.com. This year, Turkey Day at MyBookie gives you plenty of reasons to be thankful, starting with a $250 risk-free bet on Thursday afternoon when the Dallas Cowboys host the Las Vegas Raiders. Bet the spread between the Raiders and Cowboys at MyBookie. When you win, you win. And if you don't, MyBookie will refund you up to $250. Simply put, you can't lose this bet. And that's what I call no risk, all gravy. Before you get your wager in, set yourself up for success by doubling your first deposit when using promo code SPORTSDRINK at MyBookie. That's promo code SPORTSDRINK to double your initial deposit all the way up to a thousand bucks. So you don't need to break the wishbone to be the one to come out ahead. Feast risk-free on Turkey Day with MyBookie and make sure to stick around for seconds as they gear up for what should be a fun Black Friday with tons of odds boost that will have your belly and your pockets full. Bet anything, anywhere, anytime with MyBookie. SimBull is the sports stock market that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on SimBull. First, every time a team you own wins, you earn a cash win payout. Second, just like the stock market, if you think a team is going to increase in value, you can buy low and sell high for a profit. Use promo code SD to make your first deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money or just decide the market isn't for you, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. Go to Symbol.com, use the promo code SD today. Ralph Marlbro here from Saints Happy Hour. You need to join us every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. on the Spotify Greenroom app. We are talking Saints or anything New Orleans sports related. On Spotify Greenroom, you can interact with us by asking questions or just laugh at me mispronouncing names. Download the Spotify Greenroom on your iPhone or Android device, then follow Saints Happy Hour so you can join us every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. to talk Saints or anything else NOLA sports related. So do it. Download Download the Spotify Green Room app and join us every Wednesday night at 9 o'clock. We'll see you there. This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints happy cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's, it's painful. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. If it's Wednesday, that means we are on the Spotify green room. Thanks to everybody for joining us live. If you're listening to this podcast, uh, the recorded version of it, Download the Spotify Green Room app. Join us every Wednesday. We're talking Saints. We're talking to anything NOLA sports. Pelicans winning tonight. Might get that big fourth win. Uh, we're having fun. Um, 
it's great. You should join us and you should support the show. This one was free courtesy of my bookie and uh, symbol. You should do it. We need the support for the best Saints podcast out there. Andrew, I said on Twitter, the Saint, like my Saints optimism, I feel like I'm in that movie, There Will Be Blood. And God is just like, I will drink your milkshake and is just trying to suck all my Saints optimism out of me. The injury report is a disaster for the Saints. I didn't think it could get worse. It did get worse. No Passigno, no Davenport. Um, You know what that means? It's Carl Granderson. That's right. He's he's going to be starting, baby. Would Carl Grant? I think if Carl Granderson somehow got the turkey leg MVP tomorrow, <laughs> I think it would be a top three all-time podcast moment. I really do. Like, like I would even I would enjoy that more than my prediction that Kenny Stills would eat the turkey leg. Like that would be fun for me personally. I can't I believe you picked Kenny Stills as your player of the game. But I mean that, that would be for me personally, and I would take that victory lap for just just get ready. If it's Sunday, if 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 he is on Sunday when we do the live stream, it'll just me reminding people every five minutes that I got it right. But I think for the podcast overall, a UDFA son getting the turkey leg would probably be more fun and better. But yeah. um, Andrew, I don't I don't know how they like. The thing is, I, I know you always say, Ralph, one more injury doesn't really matter. But I feel like Davenport's their best player the last three weeks, and they're not going to have him. And it's just – it gets well, really I, I meant more on the offensive side of the ball. Oh, like, okay. It, it's gotten to the point offensively where it's just like, at this point, it, it, does it really matter who gets hurt? On offense, <laughs> it does. Like, it's it just like it, it just doesn't matter. Like there, there's nothing left. There's nothing left that's good. Well, I think, I think the, I think Deontay Harris would really hurt if because he would is it though. A, would it? It's though? a home run threat though. He he gives you at least the potential of kick returns of a big passing play like that potential. Yeah, but how many times has he actually hit a home run? Like twice this season. Yeah, but that's two that's two home runs you don't have. Like No, I know, I know. But I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I, to me, it's almost like the thing that you can't prepare for that is more of a threat than what you can prepare for at this yeah. point. You know, so I don't know. Um, yeah, no, Davenport's huge. That's, that's a big one. And I, I think that was the one thing, you know, as we went into these games and there was all these injuries on offense, I kind of just said, okay, well, if they can just have an elite defensive game. And then they got a shot. Really, I mean, they, they lost Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, but I actually think Bradley Roby's been doing a good job in the slot. So I don't think it's been catastrophic to not have Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. And Chauncey Gardner-Johnson got hurt, and he injured that knee. He was playing on the knee. He was – not that great this year. Like he had yeah, big plays, he was not playing at but he wasn't, he wasn't what he was his first two years. No. And so, you know, to me, Davenport is way more catastrophic. To me, like Davenport is worse than losing to Mario Davis in my opinion. Oh, wow. And also that's, that's big. We'll get into that in a second. But the thing that's really frustrating is Buffalo is missing one of their tackles. And, oh, man. you know, and, 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 you do, and, and, and the thing is, I know Josh Allen is hard to bring down, but you just the way Davenport had been playing, you just think, God, if the Saints could get a lead, then we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. 
<sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. He could torment these offensive lines in passing situations, and it could be... It could be really fun, but you. Well, if Granderson, would, if Granderson was ever going to go full Hendrickson, this is the week. This is the week to do it. Yeah. But you said you think Davenport's injury is a bigger it would be potentially bigger than Demario Davis. Yeah, I mean, kind of, yeah, in the sense that just you know he he's been the one kind of he he's been such a nuisance and problem for offenses. He's he's just consistently a weapon for the yeah. defense. And, and he, Mario Davis, I think, has actually gone cold in the last few weeks. Yeah. It, the thing with Buffalo that's interesting, and we have a ton of people in the room, so if you want to ask a question, request to talk, we'll, we'll, we'll get you right in. We'll talk about it. The uh, thing with Buffalo that was interesting when I was on a podcast with them, by the way, they had a, a, a liquor store sponsor and a, a wing sponsor, so it was full maximum Buffalo Bills podcast. Um, They were talking about how they feel a little bit, they feel actually better about Josh Allen in a dome than in Buffalo because he struggles in bad weather. And you think of like, oh, Buffalo, they're built for the bad weather. And they're like, our team is really not built for bad weather. Like in the rain against against, um, the Colts, they're like, our defense, we kind of play nickel, we kind of play soft. Josh Allen struggles in bad weather. They're like, in the dome, we feel like it's going to be better for him, which I was like, ooh, that's interesting. Um, but Buff- Buffalo, they, they they are the most schizophrenic team that football outsiders have has ever seen, like DVOA-wise. Like, they crushed the Chiefs, and they lost to Jacksonville. Like, doing that is – incredible right yeah yeah so, so that's yeah so it's almost like a Jekyll and Hyde and you don't know what face you're gonna see from mm-hmm. them you know I think sometimes when you're on a short week in it forces your game plan to either be recycled or kind of vanilla yeah and so I think the less time you have to prepare, the worse it is for the superior team. Because I, I just think when you have more time to dial in your matchups and oh, see, I, that's interesting. I would think it would be the, the the you're saying the worst it is. I would think the short week would favor the superior team because you're just like we have better players. They can't really game plan. We can't really game plan it comes down to talent we have more talent we're better off well you can still plan that's the thing and when you're on a short week both teams are at a disadvantage but i just think it's going to reward between the two uh the ones that can be more creative in their game plan on short week and i just feel like what has been thrown at the saints at this point that like they're not prepared for you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they've had so many injuries. A hurricane, I don't even remember the name of the hurricane. Was it Ida? Oh, yeah. What was the name of the hurricane? I'm, I'm totally oh, in September, I forget. Yeah. yeah. So, you see, dude, the hurricane, think about that. Neither of us can think of the hurricane name because it, it Ida, feels Ida, yeah, like Rob it, says Ida. It feels like it was six months ago. It feels like it was a year ago. That's right. That's how much this season has aged us. We can't even remember a freaking hurricane name. It decimated our city, Ralph. I, right. like it, and, and caused the Saints to play a home opener in Jacksonville. Yeah. Like, it's just this season, I, I feel like, has atrophied our minds, our well-being, <laughs> in ways that, like, we can't even fully comprehend. You but know, like, and I was – My point here is, what more can you throw at the Saints that they're not going to be prepared for? Like, yeah, guys might be injured. A lot of guys are going to be out. Someone's going to have to step up and play the game. And, you know, I, they're at the point now where they're going to – whoever is healthy is just going to play. They're just going to roll dudes out, and it's going to be what it's going to be. But I just think they're as battle-tested as any Saints team 
I've ever seen. And, and I would pose this question to you, Ralph. Is this officially the most injured Saints team in history? I would say yes. I would say I would say yes. Now, 27. 27- you know what's crazy? I saw a stat the other day that they were only the 12th most injured team in the NFL. And I was just like, they're missing eight out of 11 starters on offense. How is that possible? Well, I think, I think like other teams have lost maybe more guys. Like, like Baltimore, they've lost a ton of dudes, but all their losses are corner, safety, and running back, right? The Saints, it's just an a injury bomb that hit them on offense, right? Yeah. Yeah, because defense really hasn't been that bad. Yeah, I mean, I Chauncey mean, Gardner-Johnson, you know, I think Lattimore yeah. missed one game with his hand. Uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's been out a minute, but he's coming back. Lattimore was out for a minute. Onyemata was suspended. Yeah. Right? So yeah. that's really all I can Passing think Passing missed a, a, yeah, a, a chunk. I'm passing not a starter. Yeah. Um, and the secondary is really only with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I don't know if one game, right? Yeah, so... The, sec- the secondary, because the secondary was actually decimated before the season started. They, you know, Patrick Robinson retired. They lost Ken Crawley. Uh, Brian Poole, remember, yeah. got hurt. And, and then it, it seemed like corner was going to be a real big problem because they were losing everybody. And since the season has started, it's been okay. Bradley Roby's like barely been able to get on the field. And, and I say this: Bradley Roby was still, uh, he was still a good addition, and he's not that old. And they've got, excuse me, they've got him for next year. So I still like that trade, and he's playing well. And they still got seven games left, and he's going to play a bunch now. So mm-hmm. we'll see. But we have an interesting thing. I think um, your cat likes Bradley Roby. I know. Drew from the Rockpile Report here, which was a Buffalo Bills podcast that Andrew went on this week, he says he he wants to make a friendly booze wager on the game. We can even weight it in your advantage. So what mm. do you think? Like what would be – I mean – So what Drew, are we talking we, here? Like mail me a bottle of bourbon? Yeah. Like here's the thing, Drew. You got to lay at least like double – like 10 because that that line it started out Buffalo minus four and a half. It's up to six and a half, seven on FanDuel. So people are just pounding the Bills in this game. Yeah, hard to blame them. Yeah, that, that's that's super cool that uh, Drew is here. Um, yeah, I had a, I had a ton of fun. You guys should check it out. It's the Rock Pile Report. Oh, Rob says weighted would mean a po- a bottle of Evan Williams versus Pappy. So like he <laughs> he would he's not gonna be willing to give us extra po- move more points, but like he'll buy you the better bourbon. Yeah. Uh, Jason says I'm echoing with my audio, going full Underhill. Is that you did? You were wa- you clearly like walking. Through your yeah. house or something. I was. Am I good now? You're good now. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll stay put from here on out. Um, no, I, I would be down for a bit like that, Drew. Um, yeah, like Pappy versus Evan Williams. Uh, <laughs> Drew says he wouldn't wish Evan Williams on anyone. Well, I'll tell you what. You get to pick your bourbon, but if you lose, you got to send me like something over 100 bucks. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, Drew. Knob Creek. I- I'll send you Knob Creek, and you can send me – you know, something over 100 bucks. I said this on the podcast that I was on is, listen, if the Bills don't win by two touchdowns, y'all ain't a Super Bowl team. Now, like, I am I know, look, you're just like winning in advance. It's fine. Y'all are trying to win these. But if you – a Super Bowl team would come in and steamroll the Saints. Like, yes. that's the bottom. Like, and, and they might because Josh Allen – in national TV games, he's been really good, and that's why his like uneven season is kind of masked. Because Do you was... think that's like a a real thing? What? I just feel like people say that Josh Allen did this, Drew Brees did this on national TV. I like, I feel like, and and more recently, I saw the stat that Sean Payton is undefeated on holiday games, like Christmas. Thanksgiving and Halloween combined, Sean Payton's like six and zero lifetime. Yeah. Right? But like, does that really give you any advantage whatsoever going? No, I think it's just it's just like a different team, different circumstance this year. Like I I I think those stats are the most asinine and useless things that get thrown out there. Like, yeah. 
Drew Brees is 4-0 on prime time. Like, like East of that, the Mississippi after 3 o'clock. I remember, I remember like someone using that stat right before a Thursday night game against the Falcons, and Drew and Brees threw five interceptions in that game. And he broke his touchdown streak. streak. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, great. Like that stat was relevant until it wasn't. Yeah. The the stat that I think is more relevant is the Saints being 0 and 8 on two point conversions. Like they're eventually going to get a two point conversion. Isn't it nine in a row now? It's nine in a row now. Um, Here's the thing. I mean, at this point, at this point, like you got to run an end around with Nick Vanette. (laughs) <laughs> right like you just have to run the dumbest play that everyone would stop like you you, you got to put Alex Arma at quarterback and you got to throw it to Will Clapp like that that's like you have to make a play that's just so awful that it's bound to work at this point yeah Joshua wants to chat with Joshua what you got for us uh, yeah that's where I'm kind of like wondering like Where's Deshaun Payton, the, the like, oh, I'm going to do a gadget play. I'm going to do a double reverse. I'm going to yeah. do a flea flicker. Like, where is that Sean Payton? Like, you would think that like if the anything, two-point conversion would put him in his element more than anything. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, okay, two-point conversion, take some heel time. Quarterback just ramming it. And it's just, to me, I'm well, like, Well, he wants what he this? wanted to like, do against Tennessee, but they had a false start. True. Like he was totally he was True. totally running case of power to the right against Tennessee. Double bird fingers to Mike Vrabel. Uh, <laughs> but then Troutman, then Troutman false started. Fish boy, fish boy, get it right. Fish boy. Fish boy. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I think you messed up who the double bird goes to. <laughs> the right. double bird goes to Troutman. Fish boy. Right. But yeah, I'm just I'm just kind of confused. Like you know, he's an offensive genius. It's like okay, like start implementing something, you know, go taste him heavy one game. And I know he's been kind of tasting some kind of iffy. He just signed this big contract now. And you would think, of, okay, we're going to see some more packages, but it's just kind of frustrating and kind of like head scratching, even like some of the roster moves like Jawan Johnson, you know, I get it. He sucks, but it's like, okay, Troutman, you suck too, but who's had the better, you know, who's had the more catches, who's had more touchdowns, who has more, you know, chemistry with, you know, with the quarterback. It's just, there's just a lot of moves, and I'm just kind of questioning Sean Payton on right now. And, and of course, it's because we're losing. But even you know, even when we were kind of still winning, it's just like you know, well, what, what think, is this? I think part of it is these last three weeks, like they've been down so much, right? Like they got they were down big against Atlanta. They were down two scores against Tennessee. They were you know down huge against 27 to seven against Philly. I think Sean Payton would be more apt to get in his bag of tricks and show us the Sean Payton we love if the Saints, if it's middle of the second quarter against Buffalo and the Saints are up 10 to 3 and have run the ball 12 times for 90 yards, that's when I think you bust out the flea flicker, you bust out the double reverse because you're like, now we got this defense on tilt a little bit. And we can go into the we can go into the bag of tricks. So I mean that's that's part of it too, Joshua. Like you can't like it, it it's hard to get into the bag of tricks when you're when you're getting your face kicked in. I feel like it's the opposite. Like when Sean Payton, like the primary, like look at the playoff game, the walk off playoff game against the Vikings. What did he do? We were stale. What did he do? Come out with Taysom, deep bomb, Taysom, Taysom, you know, and that got yeah. us back in the game. I feel like it should be that way too. Now Maybe, it's like yeah, okay, nothing's point. happening. We're not, you know, we're not catching the ball. We're not making any plays past the sticks. We're not, we're not really doing anything. So let's change it up. And so I'm, you know, I'm we fully got on board with you, Josh. Like I, I think halfback pass, flea flicker, onside kick, uh, punt pass, you know, trick play, whatever, whatever it's going to be. I think Sean Payton has to throw the kitchen sink. And and you know what? The teams that do that are desperate teams. And, the and we're desperate. Are, and Saints are That's desperate. Us. Exactly. So we are. I really desperate. don't care what it is. I just I want the kitchen sink thrown at the Bills. And you know what? Like it's Thanksgiving. Thanks, guys. It, it's yeah. It, Thanksgiving. You're at home, and I just think like it'll make the fans go nuts in the dome. Yeah, and like have a great time. Like, like whatever happens, happens. Like if you want to get nuts with Taysom, get nuts with Taysom. If it goes off the rails, it goes off the rails. But we I stand two. by. I stand by that, that the Saints need to start Taysom Hill. I, yeah. I really think so. I wanted to talk to to Drew, who from uh from a bill from uh 
Drew, you're with us. You, you're for, you, you had Andrew Rock on your podcast. Report. Rockpile yeah. Report. You had, you had Drew, Andrew on your podcast. And whenever we have a guest from another team, I always like to ask them because we watch the Saints every week. We obsess about it. Our podcast, obviously, we're hardcore fans and even casual ones. So, Drew, like when we watch the Saints, we can know like two series in, like, oh, 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 this is going good. They're running the ball. They're doing these things. And as Saints fans, we know these cues to look for early in the game, what's going well, what's going not so well. So my question to you is, as a Bills fan, when you've watched the first quarter and you've seen the Bills get the ball a couple of times, what are things that you'll be like, oh, my oh, – and, and, and not obvious things like obviously turnovers or, or penalties. That, that's obvious. Anybody no. can know that. But what sort of subtle things no. as a Bills fan that you'll watch and you'll go, oh, my oh my God, it's happening. Well, it's not, Make it it's stop. Not even, it's not even so much a subtle thing. I'll tell you the big thing that it's been in the in the two losses because I saw somebody make a comment about how the Bills just gave like oh is that the same team that just got embarrassed by Jacksonville? We did. We got pumped. Like <laughs> I could stand here. I I could stand here like uh, Eminem at the end of Eight Mile and be like yeah that was my team. We did lose nine to six to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The biggest thing that we've seen in the two games, Indy and Jacksonville, is that on opening drives when Buffalo doesn't have the ball first. The other team comes out hyper-physical, and they punch mm-hmm. us in the mouth, both on offense and on defense. And when you – it just seems like in those two games, the other team set the tone, and Buffalo was slow to even try to match it. And the whole game unravels from there. Buffalo is a team that's built on speed and finesse. It's and weird, though. Y'all that, are like – we don't think of Buffalo that way because you're like – you're the Bills. You're in Buffalo. It's freezing cold. Like, you don't think of the Bills as this finesse oh, I know. team. And we didn't used to be. This is the first season where they've come into it and really kind of embraced, I don't know what it is, embraced this softness. It's it's like every player comes out there kind of playing at half speed. It, a part of me wants to believe that, and I, I think I said it in this week's podcast, that in our reaction podcast to the indie loss, it's it's almost like all those seasons where everybody kept hyping up the Dallas Cowboys. Like, this is the year they're going to win the Super Bowl because look at all the talent. And then every year they'd fall in the face. Well, I think some of it's because those those players start to buy their own hype. And when that happens, you see this lax kind of half effort put into these games where the players, even though they won't admit it, and maybe even to the, a certain degree the coaches, think like, okay, this team's under-talented. We have more raw talent. We think we have a good game plan. We should be able to stroll into this game and win, even if not handily. We should still be able to win. Yeah, I, I, look, I get all that. I get all that, Drew. But like, can you stop talking about Lattimore? We're asking you about the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's no, and here's what I'll. But this is what I'll tell you. You guys in the front seven possess a lot of physicality. There's there's not a lot of guys who I see crying uncle in the third quarter on that front seven. And that's a problem because our offensive line has been out here playing patty cake with guys for three weeks. That's a problem. That's a real problem because our whole offense falls apart. I mean, there was a play against the Jets two weeks ago where our left tackle gets his bell rung and gets walked off the field, and they put a rookie out there. Now, you'd think an in-tune offensive coordinator would say to himself, okay, it's third and 13. We're going to call something easy, a screen pass, a shallow slant, and just see if we can pick it up. Instead, he's not paying attention because he just assumes everything he calls, well, it doesn't matter. They're the Jets. It's going to work. So he calls three 14-yard routes, and Josh Allen gets sacked in under two seconds. (laughs) And it's just like, what? Because that kid wasn't ready and got the doors blown off of him by Jack Lawson who used to play for Buffalo, which sucked. And it's just like, so you're not paying attention as the offensive coordinator. Your offensive line is underperforming. You have all these things that are not going in your favor. And when a physical team gets in your face and starts trying to impose their will on you, this team wilts in the face of it. So that's the reason that I'm so worried about this football game, because I watch what you guys do in the front seven. And I say to myself, that's the crux of us executing a passing game. And it's all we have. We can't run the ball worth a damn. So how do we get this passing game off the ground? Well, it's buying Josh Allen time. And you guys play a brand of football that really flies in the face of that. 
Well, so, you made me. So when you, you went me... nine, and, so when you lost nine six to the Jaguars, and I didn't watch that game, but that was, that was a real eyebrow raiser for me, just because I look at Josh Allen, who is one of the brightest young stars in the league at the quarterback position. And I'm just asking myself, how the hell did they only score six points? So what do you do? Like, what what is it about that game or, or games where Josh Allen has been held to under 10 points? Like, what happens in those games that he is unable to do anything? God. See, I got to open a fresh beer for this one. You guys are <laughs> killing me. Um, so in See, but, but games, what, I'm, what I'm angling at here is I'm trying – I'm asking you to give us some hope. Yeah. Oh, no, this is it. No, you guys. He made me sadder. Drew made me sadder that Davenport isn't playing, and I was already really sad about it. No, I'm telling you. So this is the thing. Even with Davenport out, I'm I'm in and passing out. I'm I'm still scared because here's what happens. Buffalo tries to run the ball on first and second down more than most teams in the NFL, which is stupid. I mean, I think we've uh, like they've tried Please to do that tomorrow. Narrative. Please. Well, that's I... it. So there's this narrative that built up last year that we just didn't run the ball enough. So this year they decided, hey, we're going to try to run the ball more. So they do it, but they do it really inefficiently, and they do it on early downs. And it hasn't worked, and it hasn't worked, and it hasn't worked all season long, and they continue on with this trend. You and sound like you... you really hate your offensive coordinator. Oh, see, I've been on the fi- – I actually – I had to buy – I made a, a bet with a fellow podcaster of mine that he his crappy play calling was going to cost us and we were going to lose a playoff game because we were like over in the third quarters of our games down the stretch of the season last year. He was terrible. He called some of the worst third quarters of any – like our, our third quarter offense was awful. Mm-hmm. And it was a weird statistical outlier. And I said, look, he comes out of halftime and defenses adapt and he doesn't. And it catches us every time, which underscores he's not good at his job. Well, then yeah. we win a playoff game, and I end up having to spend four hundred and eighty-five dollars on a steak dinner because I opened my stupid. I got mouth. that's I got that's why I'm saying a whiskey a whiskey bet with you doesn't scare me. Uh, I got break. <laughs> I got I got I got breaking news, Andrew. The Washington Wizards yeah. need to disband their franchise. They lost by twenty-five mm. to the Pelicans. I know we need the breaking they we need the breaking <laughs> news siren to be played right now. We uh, the Pelicans won a game, number four so, on the season. Here's the thing, Drew. So, well, so here's the thing. Well, real quick, to your question about how do you how do people stop Josh Allen? Here's the problem with Josh Allen. He is talented. He's one of the most physically gifted quarterbacks in the NFL, and he knows it. And he takes all of the pressure of everybody else not conducting their jobs the way they should be, and puts it on his own shoulders because that's what leaders do. The problem is, is that when you're the only one trying to grab everybody else and pull them up by their bootstraps, he ends up doing some crazy stuff. Like the interception to Josh Allen of the Jaguars that he threw in that Jacksonville game. It was egregious. He was falling down. He was being sacked when he threw the football. But he still thought that, hey, my arm is so strong, I could probably throw it over that linebacker. It's like, Josh, those guys get paid too. (laughs) <laughs> you paid too, but he doesn't see the game that way. He sees the game as I am the alpha when I step on the field, and I can impose my will on anybody. And that's yeah. great when it works, and when it doesn't work, and when defenses can demoralize. Because that's it. If you want to beat Josh Allen, you don't beat him directly. You beat up everybody around him and force him to try to carry the load by himself. He'll implode, and well, he'll. Here, it's interesting to me. Um, because I, I look at this game, Drew, and Saints fans, like, I, I said it on Twitter before we started, I was like, you know, they're so beat up that, like, any win we have the rest of the year is going to be like Mardi Gras. And maybe they can get to 8-9 and not, eight and nine or 9-8 nine and eight and get a wild card. It'll be, it'll be one of the tremendous performances, I think, in Saints history, one of great Sean Payton's, maybe his best coaching job ever. But, like, if the Saints lose tomorrow, we'll be like, man, they're, they're missing eight guys on offense. Like, how do we expect it to go? Like, it's, it's just one of those years where the Saints caught the injury bullet, and they're one of the – they're the team. There's always a team every year, it seems like, in the NFL. They start out 5-2, and 6-2, two, and two, and then at the end of the year they collapse, and, and you're like, what happened? You're like, oh, yeah, they're missing 12 starters. But, but we'll kind of roll with it. I feel like if y'all do not win tomorrow – you were thinking Super Bowl 
You beat Kansas City. Like, your season is in full, complete crisis, meltdown mode. Like, it's a monument. I, you know, it's a big well, game for the Saints, but I feel like it's a monumental game for the Bills and for you guys' fan base in general. I'll say this. You guys, I, you're not a part of the Bills fan base, but uh, you would have thought that our season was already over. Like, that's how bad it's gotten over here. Wow. So to think that, like, this game, like, the players are very well aware, though, of what's at stake. And uh, what I don't don't like is the confidence that they've been saying all week long. Like, we're happy this is a short week. We're really happy it's a short week. Because after a game like that, we just want to get back out on the field and show that that was an outlier. Like, that's all well and good to say. It's another thing to go out and do it. And I feel like... At this point, like the fan base is on this manic kind of, I mean, the, the people, just to give you an idea, Sean McDermott, our team hadn't seen the playoffs in 18 years. Sean McDermott was the coach that broke the drought. Sean McDermott's the coach that got us not just broke the drought, but he's been to the playoffs three out of four years of his career. This week on Twitter, people were talking about whether or not we should fire our head coach. That's how bad it's gotten over here. Oh my so God, for, Andrew! So for, wow, they're so out of control. Our, that's uh, out of control. We just Saints fans. We're just arguing about. You know, there's a there's a group on Twitter that I think they're small, but they're loud, and they're like, "We should tank. We should get the tw- the 11th pick instead of picking 20th." Like going to a playoff game and getting our head kicked in. It's not, it's not any fun. And and me, <laughs> and, and, and me and Andrew are like, "Dude, we're five and five with the seventh seed." Like. Not giving up, you know. No, and you, you we're not, like no one's talking about like they need to fire Sean Payton. Yep. Like so, no. there's talk about so there's talk about firing Sean McDermott. Um, <laughs> like like this is how wild Bill's Twitter has been. Uh, so far this week, I've seen fire Sean McDermott. I've seen people talking about uh, like people talking about how macaroni and cheese isn't good. Like macaroni and cheese isn't a good Thanksgiving like side dish. Um, I saw I saw some some lunatic out there was trying to convince everybody in our fan base that white meat turkey was better than dark meat, and at that point I was like, all right, I don't mute people, but I'm close. Like I'm I don't mute. I'll, anything I'll in, any Thanksgiving dish can be amazing if the person cooking it is a good cook. I yeah. hated green meat casseroles, and then my brother was like, I'm tired of green meat casseroles being terrible. I'm gonna make it awesome one and he like infused bacon into that shit and it's amazing like see like anything can be good if you cook it well but that's, that's right. the problem is that bills fans are literally that's how manic we've been this past <laughs> week if we lose this game tomorrow not only is our like our postseason lives are in jeopardy because whatever happens this weekend we have no control over it if we lose this game our playoff percentage takes such a hit that not only would we drop down to probably the 9 or 10 seed in the AFC, depending on how the rest of the games play out, but our road back into the playoffs gets harder because our strength of schedule, we still have two games against the Patriots and a game against the Buccaneers, where there's a lot of teams ahead of us that have much softer schedules. So not only could they get in front of us at this point, but they could stay there. And that's a real problem for a team, like you guys said, that saw itself or at least was anointed by the by the media, which, I mean, if any of those guys knew what the hell they were talking about, Mike Mayock would be killing it in Las <laughs> Vegas right now. That, that tells you everything you need to know about the media well, that they actually Drew, know about football. Drew, before we get out, because we got a couple yep. people that want to talk, before we get you oh, out yeah. here, give me a prediction on tomorrow. Give me your prediction on tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to drink half a bottle of whiskey. I'm going to owe my wife a ton of apologies. Um, I'm probably going to end up shirtless in the backyard at some point, but I think the Bills win by at least, by at least seven. Yeah. Drew, uh, what's our bet? What's our what's our bourbon bet here? I'll tell you. Uh, how about this? If the Saints win... I'll just Venmo I'll, you the cash, and you can go well, buy it. How about this? If the Saints win... Uh, I mean, do you want to do? Do you want to include the spread on this? How do you want to no, do no, it? No, no. Let's just go straight up. Let's go straight up. Okay, so straight up. So if 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 the Bills win, since they're heavily favored, you guys have injuries, everything else, we'll call it a cheap bottle of whiskey. Okay. I'll still take it. I'll I'll take it, and I'll think about it as the game that saved my season, and I'll drink it straight. I'll drink it neat, warm. I don't care what it is. It doesn't matter because I'll appreciate the outcome so much. 
for you, sir, well, what do you say? 60, 70? What, what's your what's your price range? What do you yeah. into? Well, that sounds great. That sounds all right. So well, we're, that's we're, a bet, we're basically sir. we're basically talking a one to three bet, a three to one. Hell yeah, I'll yeah. take it. All sounds right, good. we like Drew. We don't want you to for win Buff- tomorrow, of course. But even if you don't win tomorrow, get your shit together and make sure the ring <laughs> doesn't win the AFC East. Can you do yeah. that for us? And, and, and Drew, I'll also add this. Uh, whenever it is you play the Bucks, um, the Bucks I, yeah. I guarantee you it will be a your podcast than most of the listeners. Hell yeah. All right, dude. Right. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks. All right. We got Budrich. Budrich, you're joining us. Happy Thanksgiving, Budrich. What's going on? Oh man, I just I just came came to my, uh, my parents' uh, little condo place while they're still getting the house renovated. Uh, it, it's been going fine. How about you guys? It's all. Right. I mean, like I, I just feel like with the Saints, like I'm being delusional. I I I, I titled this podcast. It's in the queue. Is delusional optimism, and I just like I just believe. If the Saints just don't turn the ball over tomorrow mm-hmm. and they can get like they can get the game in the fourth the fourth quarter. The problem is even if it's a close game, we're on kicker number six, who's really the second who's really the kicker number two, we're just recycling him. Yeah, did you I can't believe they yeah. stuck with the kicker. That was so I guess Mars our kicker again, huh? Yeah. Yeah. This year, Turkey Day at MyBookie gives you plenty of reasons to be thankful, starting with a $250 risk-free bet on Thursday afternoon when the Dallas Cowboys host the Las Vegas Raiders. Bet the spread between the Raiders and Cowboys at MyBookie. When you win, you win. And if you don't, MyBookie will refund you up to $250. Simply put, you can't lose this bet. And that's what I call no risk, all gravy. Before you get your wager in, set yourself up for success by doubling your first deposit when using promo code SPORTSDRINK at MyBookie. That's promo code SPORTSDRINK to double your initial deposit all the way up to a 1000 bucks. So you don't need to break the wishbone to be the one to come out ahead. Feast risk-free on Turkey Day with MyBookie and make sure to stick around for seconds as they gear up for what should be a fun Black Friday with tons of odds boost that will have your belly and your pockets full. Bet anything, anywhere, anytime with my bookie sim bull is the sports stock market that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge there are two ways to make money on symbol first every time a team you own wins you earn a cash win payout second just like the stock market if you think a team is going to increase in value you can buy low and sell high for a profit use promo code sd to make your first deposit risk free. That means even if you lose money or just decide the market isn't for you, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. Go to symbol.com, use the promo code SD today. Ralph Malbro here from Saints Happy Hour. You need to join us every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. on the Spotify Green Room app. We are talking Saints or anything New Orleans sports related. On Spotify Green Room, you can interact with us by asking questions or just laugh at me mispronouncing names. Download the Spotify Green Room on your iPhone or Android device, then follow Saints Happy Hour so you can join us every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. to talk Saints or anything else NOLA sports related. So do it. Download Download the Spotify Green Room app and join us every Wednesday night at 9 o'clock. We'll see you there. Yeah, that's another thing, Drew. We didn't tell you about that. We're on kicker number, what is it, four this year? Five. Who's, yeah, it's kicker number five, five and he missed an extra point last week. And he's really kicker, but he's, he's kicker number five, but he's really kicker number two because they had him earlier. Right. And he got hurt. Yeah, they recycled. Right. They went back to him. Yeah. I mean, people say it's a revolving door, but it's a result, revolving door of the same trash at kicker. Yes. It's just depressing. The Saints are going back. They're, they're sloppy seconding themselves. <laughs> they're going back to their ex-girlfriends. Yeah. Matt, I know yeah. you're, you're a, 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 an X's and O's guy. You know it like Andrew does. You watch the tape on college process. You're the same call, Go ahead and call him an eater. Call him a He's tape, a tape eater. It, so what I want you to tell me is if you're Sean Payton, try to get in his mind because, listen, Sean Payton, he's got to make a game plan every week. 
He's not going to freaking give up. He's going to do the best he freaking can, right? The Saints self-scout. They, they watch every, t- every touchdown of every game. They have a reel, and Sean Payton's stealing ideas. If you're Sean Payton, and let's just, let's, I'll say you're going to have Armstead, and you're going to have Ingram. Mm-hmm. What do you think his plan is the first two drives? Like, what's his ideal plan that he's going to try to cook up against Buffalo? Run it down the throat with Taysom. Ooh, I like that. I think he's Are looking you at. Taysom? He's, he's Are you saying, starting Taysom? I wouldn't say start Taysom, but he'll get heavily involved. Like, he's going to have him on the first play. He's going to run probably like a draw or something or maybe a read option. And he's going to see how that yeah. uh, what the, that uh, run defense really is, how they respond. Because they let Jonathan Taylor just go nuts for like over six yards of carry. I, yeah. I think that's what Sean Payne's going to see. He's going to say, okay, how did you learn from Sunday? Because if you did, I think my can't blame this group, but if you didn't, I'm gonna have a blast. I'm a I'm gonna control the clock and make your defense tired. Ralph, remember how I told you that uh, and it's, that that uh, historical stats are meaningless since yes. when you bring them up. Well, yeah. I, I I retract first, first of all. <laughs> Se- second of all, I'm gonna throw a stat out at you. Ready for this? All time sack leaders on Thanksgiving in NFL history. You with me so far? I'm with you. Cam Jordan is third in wow. NFL history ever with six and a half sacks on Thanksgiving. Wow. If he has two and a half sacks on Josh Allen, he will be number one. Wow. And that's impressive because, granted, he had the awesome game against Atlanta. But that's impressive because the Saints playing on Thanksgiving regularly mm-hmm. is it's a – It's not it, really a thing. It's not – It's it's a yeah. – since two twenty, it's since twenty eighteen thing. It's not like it, the Saints. The Saints. I want to say before Sean Payton arrived as coach, and before they played on Thanksgiving in two thousand ten. I want to say they never had in their history played on. Thanksgiving. They never played the uh, Dallas one year. I thought. Yeah, they yeah, did. I would have to look because Yeah, the Malkin Jen- the Malkin Jenkins strip on Roy Williams game. But that's the yeah, first one. That's that's that was the first one. That was that the was first, the first one. one. But. Yeah. Here's the thing, you know, Butter, you bring up a great point. We were talking about at the beginning of this, what would be more fun, right? Like Kenny Stills getting the turkey leg or, or Andrew's UDFA son getting the turkey I think the most fun for, for not just the podcast, but for all of Saints Twitter in general, Taysom Hill kicking ass. And the, the Taysom Hill haters. Right after the contract. Right yeah. after the contract, having to eat it. I've... I think it was Evan Sachs. He did possibly, I don't know if you call it a meme because a meme is something that people use over and over again, but he did a, a video of Taysom Hill. It's this woman and she's outside of a car and she's banging on the glass, just yelling obscenities at the guy, throwing her coffee at him. And he took a picture of Taysom Hill. And put Taysom Hill in the car, and over the woman yelling at Taysom Hill, he put NFL Twitter. And I just think it's the greatest Taysom Hill tweet ever, and that's basically what it would be tomorrow. Like if Taysom Hill could just, you know, run for 120 and throw a touchdown, catch a touchdown, like NFL Twitter would lose their fucking minds. And I think it it, it might be – the mo- if that would happen, it would be the most fun moment of the year, right, Andrew? Mm-hmm. Oh, Andrew uh, and Ralph, I got a little quick trivia. When's the last time Buffalo beat the Saints? Ooh, okay. Let's think about this. So they didn't win in, tw- in 2017. The Saints no, we- skull-dragged them. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right? That's uh, the game. I where think I Dwayne Washington had 100 yards rushing in that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In 2013, the Saints went to the playoffs, and I think they beat them up pretty good. They uh, did. Yeah. In 2009, 2009 the Saints did. won. The Saints yeah. won. Uh, 2005 was uh, that would have been the that would have been that it's got to be 2005. No, that it's not. Been. That was the Saints huh? beat them in San Antonio. They had the old Tulane quarterback, yeah. JP Lawson. Yeah. 
beat him. Oh, that's right. JP Lossman. Dude, yes. is it? God, like, he was terrible. And it's not 2001 because 2001, Albert Connell had his only moment of the Saints that was any good. He had like a ridiculous yeah, touchdown. touchdown catch right before uh, September okay. 11th. 97? Dude, is it 90? Is it 19? Budrich, is it 1992 and Jim Kelly? Uh, it's actually 1998. Oh, wow. wow. With, Rob, with Rob Johnson starting quarterback. <laughs> Rob <laughs> Johnson. Wow. <laughs> Rob Johnson. Wow. So, wait, yeah. what's the all-time series? Saints are up 7-4. Wow. Including and right now. The Saints have won, like, five in a row. Yeah. They beat. Wow. Yeah, they beat him in 01, 05, 09, 13, and 17. Wow. Um, yeah, Buffalo's beating the Saints in 98, 92, 83, and 80. Even the uh, first quarterback in 98 against the Bills. Yeah, even in the first match between the Saints and Bills, the Saints shut him out 13 nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say, I want to say. That, that was the year, like, O.J. Simpson, that was the year he ran for 2,000 yards, and, like, that was the only game he didn't break 100. Like the Saints I, I take held... everything I said back earlier in this podcast. History is the best prognosticator of how <laughs> things are going to play out. Right. I love, I love just look, when you When you want to bet on games, just look at history. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives... There's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. That's right. I yeah, love you, Bud, Rich, because you, you, you fired me back up. You know, and here's the thing. So wait, like, wait, wait, Matt, can you can you box score this? Can you tell me who, like, the, the last time the Bills beat the Saints, who, who was the Saints quarterback? I guess we were rocking, like, at one of the one of the Billy Joes. Yeah. That was against Ditka. It was probably Billy Joe Tolliver. Yeah, Billy Joe Tolliver. Billy Joe Tolliver. Yeah. Oh, my God. And you'll never believe who else. Kerry Collins. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, that's a, yeah. Yeah. This uh, is it, yeah, Billy Joe Tauber ha- was like 23 of 42 for three touchdowns and a pick and threw 296 yards. Wait, wait, you're telling me we lost and Billy Joe threw three touchdowns? Yes. Wow. That's, uh, wow. But yeah, we let Rob... Rob Johnson was like twelve of eighteen for two sixteen and three touchdowns. Ralph, the Saints, the Saints wasting a three touchdown Billy Joe Tolliver performance is it's criminal. Criminal, it really is. Yeah, that's horrible. Because that's like a unicorn. Him throwing three touchdowns. I mean, well, it could have been in garbage time. You never know. Um, yeah. If you look at this game, yeah. Andrew, and look, you know the usual suspects we mentioned it. Taysom, who's a guy? that you're going to be looking at and being like, that guy, he's got to play well for the Saints. He's like, that guy's got, it's a name you're not thinking of. It's not a skill position guy or whoever. Who's the guy you're like, he better play well or the Saints are in big trouble. I would go with Granderson or, I mean, I would say Cam Jordan. Am I allowed to say Cam Jordan? Is that not allowed? Yeah. I mean, just just listening to Drew, like we've got a feast on their offensive line, you know, and so I, I just think, they're going to double cam because that's what every team does. And so whether it's Onyemata or Carl Granderson, I, I just think if this offensive line is really as shitty as Drew says it is, someone besides cam has to step up. Somebody. Yeah. Else. That's why I predict this. I even with them put out, I predict the score will be 27, six. The saints will get three sacks and three turnovers. Yeah. I, I love it. My, yeah, my old high school buddy, uh, Chris Blum, says that Trevor Simeon looks like Rob Johnson. And you know what? They do bear a striking resemblance. Oh, yeah. So Rob Johnson like, would be the fifth Manning brother? I, I, <laughs> yeah, I booted up 
uh, ESPN 2K5 on my PlayStation 2, and I see Rob Johnson, I'm like, my, and it's just unreal. But yeah, if I pull up Rob Johnson's picture and Trevor Simeon's picture, I'm pretty sure it would be just an uncanny resemblance. <laughs> Rob Johnson was a weird looking dude. Yeah, the thing that's weird is they have a lot of. I've been hearing from people they've been they uh they've been a lot of people, a lot of Buffalo fans. So we'll see tomorrow uh, how many yeah. Buffalo fans. I think people say I think it'll be a full house tomorrow. I think I think a bunch of Saints fans are gonna go. There's I heard the uh, black market is. Uh, I think Chris just said this on the chat, but yeah, I've heard that uh, the black ticket market is uber cheap for this game now. Yeah, I mean the thing is, like the Thanksgiving games were fun. And 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 it's hard because you're like, it's fun the first time, but after that you're like, you know what? I just, I just don't want my Thanksgiving. But it's bad because you're like, if you're on Thanksgiving, it means the NFL thinks you're relevant and you're probably good. So it, it's a catch twenty two, right? But I've had yeah. my like, uh, I mean, give me a Thanksgiving game game all day every day over Halloween. That's all I gotta say. Oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah, like, I. I still think probably the best games have been the Dallas games, even when they were bad. Those were just still good games, in my opinion. Yeah. And yeah. listen, you know, the thing is, and I mentioned it, I was because I was just fi- trying to get people fired up, and I want, you know, we want to believe because it's just more fun to be positive. And the Saints are five and five, and they're the seventh seed, so be positive. And, you know, the thing is, like. I didn't realize this until I looked it up. Like when the Saints beat the Cowboys in 1998, 22-3, and held Emmitt Smith to whatever it was, 15 yards on eight carries, Andre Hastings had 122 yards, and you're like, well, that's pretty good. That's a really nice game. Dude, that was the best game of his goddamn career. Like he never never did better. So, like, it's possible that, like, somebody for the Saints has a magical game tomorrow and and, and next Thursday he'll go back to being terrible or mediocre like it can happen yeah all right let's uh Ralph let's get Christopher Blum in the uh in the chat here I want to get get his prediction his game prediction (laughs) okay I I invited Christopher to speak all right Chris get in here give us your uh your game score I'm hoping you're going to give us some positivity here there we go give us some I need I need positivity. Fire it at me, Chris. Man, I think it's probably going to be low scoring, both sides. Okay, I'll take that. Vegas has Saints first half at nine nine and a half. So oof. It it and I think it, it's a forty five and a half over under total. So under, yeah. I would go under two, but you know, Bada Vista or Bada Vada or what, what's his name on Twitter is, is you know, got to account for a possible defensive score. Um, the Saints defensive score, you mean? Yeah. Well, I, I think he was in, <laughs> inferring the opposite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think uh, 24 27. Saints. Oh, let's that, go. That involved Mar making a kick. Oh Oof. my God. Yeah, I, that does factor in field goals, you know, doesn't it? You know what's gonna? You know what would be crazy? <laughs> and, 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 it, could, and, it could be four touchdowns and a missed extra point. That feels well, here's the thing that's crazy. Yeah. Here's the thing that's crazy with this, and and I really believe it's gonna happen one of these times in this thing because because this Saints year, it's cr- the craziness. It, it just and the the injuries and the madness it gets ramped up. We are going to have a game where the Saints are down six at the end of the game, score, and tie the game, and it will give us the most nerve-wracking extra point in the history of our entire fucking lives. It's going to happen. <laughs> like it just that I believe the universe is setting us up for that. And I'm not saying the Saints will miss it and they'll go to overtime and lose. I'm just saying that extra point will be so goddamn nerve-wracking. It'll age us in dog years. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, th- anytime we line up for a kick, it's going to age us in dog years. I mean, I mean not really. I mean, like, from they're, if they're season going forward. The 28-yard field goal that Mar made in this most recent game, did you see how that tucked just inside the upright? It was a 28-yarder. Yeah. Like, he barely made that shit. I can't, Mar, Cowboys legend. I can't believe – like, the Saints – this is the worst kicking ever. I mean – Wait, so is is Mark gonna have a good game uh next week against the Cowboys? <laughs> revenge game. Revenge game. Exactly. Is there is there any revenge games Sunday? Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders, right? Yeah. Revenge yeah. game. Yeah. Kind of. Marcus Williams against against uh Diggs. Ooh. Oh yeah. I mean but Emmanuel Sanders, he left on good terms. The Saints even cut him a check on the way out the door. So, like, he's not, yes. he's not even bitter and slighted. All right, let, let's get uh, let's get Steven in here. Let, let's see what his guy – I know he's got – he's full of positivity. Between him and Chris, I'm going to start feeling better about this game. Uh, let's see. Are you talking about your dad or who? Yes. All right, yeah, here we go. All right, Mr. Juge, you are always on my side. You are a light of positivity. Tell me what uh, when you request. I I told him to to pot himself in and get him. But I I I just feel like if the Saints, it, it, it feels tenuous and it feels dark and it feels like it's hopeless and that sort of thing. But man, they're five. Get to six and six, and then you have the Jets, the Dolphins. The Falcons, the Panthers, and Tampa, and I. Yeah, but you talk. You talk about these games like they're given. They're not like, winnable, but yeah. they can win three out of those five. Is what I'm telling you. That's what I'm telling you. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I feel like I feel like something that we don't expect has to become awesome. Like remember when Billy Volick. Uh, started quarterbacking the tight uh, the Titans. Yeah, and he threw for like 400 yards three games in a row. Yeah, and 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 whoever picked him up in fantasy that year because it was like week 14, 15, 16, like whoever picked up yeah. Billy Volek won their fantasy. Yeah, because he just went on a run and so like and it was like eight seeds in the playoffs that were picking up Billy Volek to be their quarterback and he just he just, he just caught fire and. I think it's got to be something like that where the Saints, and I'm making this up, like Quan Baker all of a sudden starts and he just has like three games in a row where he's over 100 not yards. To, not to denigrate a seventh-round res, receiver and call him a bust because I, a seventh-round receiver can't be a bust because that's just a, that's just a throwing a dart, uh, you know, throwing stuff yeah. at a wall. Yeah. But the Saints receiving core is so bad. It's starting to feel a little Stanley Jean-Baptiste, isn't it? It is like if he can't get snaps with this group of receivers, he's never getting snaps. And right, he's, like he's, the, he's, the corpse of Kenny Stills, uh, one of the biggest busts in NFL history, and Kevin White. Yeah, the, those guys are getting run. So at some point, you know, Landon Young just got thrown out there. Yeah. So like at some point, if Quan Baker can't see the field. When you consider the cast of characters we're looking at at receiver, yeah. uh, I'm with you. He's a bust. He is a bust. I will actually call him a bust if he doesn't see the field this year because receiver is so bad that if the Saints are like, yeah, we can't put him out there, we don't trust him. Yeah, like, like if they can't. That's Stanley. If you can't put him out this year and you say, well, maybe next year he'll get better. But no, because here's the thing. Next offseason, I guarantee you, I don't care how much cap space the Saints have, they're going to like sign two dudes, they're going to draft a dude. The whole receiver core is going to be different. And if he can't get on the field now, he's not getting on the field next year, I'm telling you. He's like he's like this is the this is the perfect time for if he was even a marginal NFL talent, he would be playing and we'd be like, come on, Baker, he's got, you know, he's caught four balls. He's, he might be something. And he can't even get on the field, you know? So it's it's the thing is yeah, we've I, officially reached the point where our, our Terrence Frederick is starting, you know, at receiver oh, essentially. Oh yeah. And Pierre Warren. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, they they need somebody. They need somebody to go on a run. What preferably a receiver start winning these one on ones, start making catches, or even a defensive. Like, like they just need. They just need somebody on defense to create turnovers, or they need a receiver to step up. Like, and it doesn't need to be long term. Just give me three Kenny Stills. Just give me three decent weeks. Give me, you know what, Kenny Stills. Are, are you next, kidding? I, I'd settle for one decent quarter out of Kenny Stills at this point. <laughs> Who's the most? If I said to you, Andrew, a receiver. Not Deontay Harris is going to catch five balls for 75 yards and a touchdown tomorrow. Who would it be? Because Troutman, I know that would no, be No, it's Traquan. It's Traquan. You think it's Traquan? No Traquan's the only guy on this roster right now that I think has a- any chance of doing that. Yeah. And I don't think he's going to do it. But but if, if you told me right now you, you're reading me the box score – and you're like, yep, I'm seeing a receiver on here. He's got five catches for 75 yards and a touchdown. I would say, well, looks like uh, Traquan had himself a pretty good game. Yeah. Either that or Callaway caught another Hail Mary. <laughs> Hail Mary, that'd be fun. So, guys, thanks for joining us. Uh, this has been fun on a pre on a pre Thanksgiving uh, Spotify. We do this every week. Through the football season, so join us if you listen to this later. Download the app, listen to it. It's fun. It's amazing. You should do it. Thanks for Drew from uh, what was the podcast, Andrew? Rock, uh, Rock Pile, Rock Pile. Bills. He joined us for a good bit. That was fun. So guys, a quick uh, hold on, Ralph. A couple of quick shout outs. Uh, Rob Norton, uh, the extraordinaire bass player. Uh, you're always here. Appreciate you, man. That's right. Chris Miltonberg, I think. He's always uh, here. I you're love his Abby here. from Waterboy. Yep. yep. Joseph Haynes, uh, RJ Savage, you guys are always here. Brett Snyder, great supporter yeah. of the show. Uh, Christopher, thank you. Jason Champagne, I don't know why you didn't talk tonight, but you're the man. Yeah. Lori, Lori Parker. Lori, we never, we never call you out anymore, but uh, I know you're a loyal listener as well, so thank all you guys for coming. Seriously, I uh, really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, I really appreciate it. So, guys, support the show if you don't. And we will be on, me and Andrew and maybe Dave, we'll see. We'll be doing an instant reaction podcast after the Saints game tomorrow night. Positive vibes, delusional optimism. It's the only way to go. Have a fun Thanksgiving. And we will see you after the Saints get to 6-5. and five. Who that? <laughs>